0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2449. Seven Smart Tips to Spend Less So That You Can Live More, part two, by Nicole Hill of marriagekidsandmoney.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. 7 Smart Tips to Spend Less So You Can Live More, Part 2, by Nicole Hill of MarriageKidsandMoney.com. Number 5. Don't Use Coupons. Look, people, these retailers are smart. They've done their homework, crunched the algorithms, and analyzed all the data. They know what works for them. If they lost money sending out these coupons, they wouldn't keep printing them. There are so many reasons coupons end up making businesses more money. For one, coupons create a sense of urgency and get you into their store or on their website. They know that once you're there, chances are you will make additional purchases. Another trick manufacturers use is math. Here's an example of what I mean by that. I get coupons for 50 cents off a 12 ounce bag of Kraft cheese sticks. But if I buy the 24 ounce bag, The cost per cheese stick is exactly the same price without a coupon. So I can get the sale price by simply buying a higher quantity. Or if I decide to buy the store brand, which has the exact same ingredients as the craft brand, mind you, it's actually cheaper than using the coupon on the name brand cheese. And let's talk about those Gymboree Gym Bucks for a second because I'm convinced someone at NASA has designed this program. The magic is in the way they price their items and the amount of money you must spend in order to get the discount. Somehow you're always left with the need to add a $2 item so you can get your discount. But guess what? There are no $2 items in the whole store. So you end up adding a last minute panic sock purchase for $7 and spending more than you intended. It really is quite genius of them. Now look, I'm not crazy. If you know you need a new pair of shoes and you get a coupon for your favorite shoe store, by all means use it. But unless you're already planning on going there and making the purchase, do yourself a favor and throw the coupon out. Don't treat them as a to-do just because you see free money. Stores are like casinos. The house always wins. Number six, wait it out. I'm a sucker for home decorations. I'm constantly adding new chairs, ottomans, tables, and art to my wants list. Alas, I do not have an endless trust fund to dip into and buy all these items as quickly as I can dream them up. But it's a good thing, because more often than not, I end up seeing another item I like better than the first. I end up removing and replacing things on my list constantly. If the same item stays on my list for a year then I can say with great certainty that I really like it and it would be worth spending the money on it. I rarely feel buyer's remorse anymore. And number seven, less is more. This one requires a bit more work than the other tips I mentioned. It requires changing your mindset and it has been a process for me. This has to do with minimalism. The minimalist way of life is becoming more popular as of late with people living in tiny houses, documentaries like Minimalism and challenges like Project 333 hitting the mainstream, people are starting to reject the consume more culture for more simplicity. I don't know if I can call myself a minimalist yet, but I'm working towards it. Every time I donate more of my stuff, I feel weight being lifted from my life. I still want things and I still buy new things, but I make sure my purchases are well-researched, thought about over a long period of time, and are truly things I love. I've decided to stop buying more stuff and start buying more things that add value to my life. And realizing that perhaps I don't need 24 wine glasses for that one party I might have one day. My kids don't need every toy they love playing with at the library or Jimmy's house, because if they have it all at home, it won't be special anymore. So all you need to do is this simple little thing called changing the way you think. No big deal. Just kidding, it's incredibly hard, but it's doable. We can take baby steps each day, which will add up to miles worth of progress in the long run. Even if you use just one of the seven suggestions, I think you'll find that spending less will help you do more in life. I'm not perfect, but I'm much better with money than I used to be. We will be debt-free, including our home mortgage, in less than a year. Our children will not need to take out student loans for college, and my husband will be able to retire by 50 if we keep on the path we're going down. That makes my small sacrifices every day well worth it. You just listened to part two of the post titled Seven Smart Tips to Spend Less So That You Can Live More by Nicole Hill of marriagekidsandmoney.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. I appreciated that Nicole mentioned minimalism in this article, as it really is a mindset shift that has served me well. It has encouraged me to slow down and be more thoughtful about how much stuff I actually want or need. This probably started for me when I was preparing to walk the Camino back in 2017, which is a 500-mile trek across Spain. For two months, I carried everything I needed on my back in a 40-liter pack. I spent many hours deliberating which things were 100% necessary as I was trying to keep the overall weight I was carrying as low as possible. I read a ton about what other people brought and even had close to 20 people review my packing list to make sure I didn't forget anything. But then a funny thing happened along the way. I ended up writing new lists of what I realized I didn't need and what I wished I would have brought. This taught me a couple of things. First, what I actually need is highly personal, so I should take advice from others with a grain of salt. And secondly, even when I don't have something I need, I'm resourceful enough to figure it out, so I don't need to be so anxious about it. There was this thermal shirt that I accidentally left behind somewhere, but I managed just fine without it. There was also this blow-up pillow that got ruined in the wash, but I didn't end up missing it. It just goes to show that humans are pretty adaptable, and when you're not so mentally attached to your stuff, you're more free to enjoy the journey ahead of you. And that's another episode of Optimal Finance Daily in the Books. I'll be back with more for you tomorrow. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you on the Sunday show where your optimal life awaits.